Hello and welcome to the Craft and Cluster podcast, a show all about marketing your wine brand in the digital age. I'm your host, Heather Danitz, a photographer and social media consultant based in Santa Barbara Wine Country. In today's episode, I talk with Nathaniel Crawford, who is a Chicago-based commercial food, portrait, and lifestyle photographer, learned home baker, and a person who stutters. Nathaniel has worked with numerous brands like Arbor Scotch Whiskey, Aunt Millie's Bread, and Godiva Chocolate. I started following Nathaniel on Instagram last year, finding his food photos engaging and evocative. We began talking regularly in the DMs about photography and marketing as they relate to the food and beverage industries, and our conversations were so good that I knew I had to have him on the podcast. In fact, we had so much fun talking that the original recorded conversation was about three hours long. I trimmed it down as best I could to one hour, but it's clear that I'm going to need to have Nathaniel back on the podcast ASAP. For now, though... Please enjoy this conversation with Nathaniel Crawford about content marketing and photography. Uh, so I gave an introduction of you at the top of the show, uh, but in your own words, Nathaniel, please tell me about yourself and you know what do you do? How long have you been doing it? And um, why are you so awesome? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so honored. Thank you for telling Thank you. Um, so yeah. So I'm a Chicago-based food portrait and lifestyle photographer. Um, I've been shooting for about seven years now, which feels like a lifetime. <laughs> it feels just like, where has the time gone? But yeah. So I've been start. So I got into the world of like photos and food and lifestyle uh, around the age of 18. And that really started with like food. Um, so when, so I was out of high school and starting college and, you know, when you're 18, you're young and you want to do everything and like the world's so big. And you're like, I want to do everything. And then you wait a moment and you're like, what do I do though? Like you, it's a weird time of like, you feel sort of lost. And I just felt very like, I don't know what I want to do in my life. Like, like I know I want to do something where I'm able to create and do and make something, but like, I'm not really like a painter or or an artist. So it's like, I don't know how to do that either. And so um, I came across food and in my family, food is such an important thing. I'm sure in a lot, a lot, a lot of families, it's very important. <laughs> and so I just started to cook and bake and I fell in love instantly. And mm-hmm. just the process of taking items, everyday items and making it into something delicious was just a process that just blew my mind. Just like, like I couldn't even imagine that. And just how fun it was to just share it with friends and family. And the art of hospitality was something that I just loved instantly. Um, and so I just cooked a lot. I cooked, I baked. And about a year after that, I was 19 and I got I got into photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted a way to showcase what I made at home with friends and family who weren't near me. And so I'm like, I'll join Instagram. I'll start that. Why not? Uh, it's just a fun way to just do that and just share it. And I fell in love again like like it was like a falling in love moment of like I can do do this forever and I will (laughs) like like I found like my moment and so yeah so about like a half a year after that I started a blog um I started the company and just doing small blog work for um, some small F&B brands um and and as I look back now on like 
that pricing, like the payout, it's it just like pennies on the dollar for nothing. Yeah. And it's, but like when you're starting out, you're almost like, I'm rich. I'm being paid for my art. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and I just, you know, I loved it. And I knew like, okay, like I want to do this. I want to create content. Yeah. And so um, I moved up to Chicago. So so I'm actually from the downstate Illinois area. Mm-hmm. Um, so like three hours south, like small farm town living. And I moved up to Chicago after college um, to work to work in hospitality advertising. I worked for for an agency up here, and I just really enjoyed the world of advertising and branding, along with photos. And so while I was up here, I had the blog. It was probably three three or four years into blogging, and and I just hated it. Oh, my light went, no, my light went off. It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I just hated it. Like, like, I just hated blogging. I hated doing this. I was just like, like, I'm just tired. And maybe now is the time where I'm just done with photos. I just don't like it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I took a year off and I kind of didn't shoot any content, uh, just trying to find myself and find like what I would want to do in my life, really. Because blogging was just like blogging was fun, but it was just not what was, uh, was really for me. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to just like, take a break and don't do any photos Just kind of just chill off for a minute and figure it out. And yeah. so during that, that time I started to get more into like the lifestyle side. So that's with like hiring talent and going on set in more of the commercial space type shooting. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Yes. And, I, and like, I remember my first like lifestyle shoot. it was with a brand. It was with a Scotch brand and I hired in some, some like, not even my friends, my roommate, his, his partner and their friends. And I'm like, (laughs) I need you here. It's a picnic scene. I need, need, need you all here dressed like this, show up. It's a few hours. And then, and then there's free food afterwards. Perfect. Nice. And it was probably like a three hour shoot, like in total, but like I spent the entire day, I made everything alone. I just like, I prepped up. I packed everything up. I went out to this park area and we shot everything. And then I was driving home and I called my parents. And I told them I found it. Like I found what, 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 what like I want to do forever. And it's yeah. this. Yeah. And I just, you know, dur- during that time I rebranded and I shifted away from being a blogger to more of a fo- photo and film company. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's where I'm at now. So, I mean, it's just, it's been an evolution of journey and just yeah. learning and growing and learning what you love to do and what you don't like to do. And when this podcast episode actually comes out, um, I'll be in the, pro- the process of leaving my, uh, my, nine, my nine to five and taking photos full time. Oh, hooray. Congratulations. Yeah, so, that'll be actually, so that'll be actually the day that I I put in my two weeks notice. Well, <laughs> so that's hooray. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's just, you know, it's just, I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, oh my gosh. I love that. And you, everything you just said speaks directly to my soul. Like the starting out, kind of like just doing it for fun and really enjoying it as, as your own art. And then like realizing, Oh my God, people want to pay me for this thing that I love to do. That's so wild. But then like looking back on it and being like, I was not charging enough. For no, but, and like, 
you know, but like at that age and at that time, it's like, you're, you're just starting out. And so you don't know, like, you don't really know like what pricing is and how you price yourself to actually make, make an income. It's like, yeah. this brand has a hundred dollars and they, they want to pay me to do all this work. Of course I want to do that. Totally. Like, I love this brand, but it's just like, in hindsight, it's like, they are, they are like, like undercharging me for sure. But like, yeah. you're young and you don't know. And like, yeah. at that time, I, that was the first client I ever worked with. And I was like 19 maybe. And just like, yeah. like, like you, you just don't know until you just, you know, you learn and you grow and you spend time in an industry and you're like, Oh, like that's what the pricing should, should be. And if I want to work with well, this client over here, then I need to be pricing myself where they're, they're, they're able to buy into that. Yeah. Right? So, and you learn that over time for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so your very first like paid photo shoot was a hundred dollars. <laughs> it wasn't it was a blog it was for like a blog post too and so like like it's just so funny and like how how much I have grown and evolved since that first blog blog post, oh, post. Yeah. And I remember like and it's funny because I'm a photographer who I love my I love all of it I love from the shooting process the editing process but I love the selling process like yeah. I could like like if I could have a job where I just sell for um, photographers and say I will find you brands allow, allow, allow me to sell you yeah like that like that hustle and grind is something that I just love so much because <laughs> it's just such because there's nothing like spending months on a pitch from you know the calls to the emails to them saying okay we're signing the contract yeah and to have to have that signed in paper I'm like yes I yeah. did it and it was worth it and it's just there's no other high like that and so like that and having them at the end of the you know once everything is shared over saying like we love this work it's perfect yes. you know I want to rehire you type mm-hmm. moment it's like yes like that's like that's a drug that I could get high on every day like that is oh, such yeah. a good feeling and like you understand stand like that high too of like like yeah. once the pitch works and they are hooked and they're interested like there's no other feeling like that oh yeah Absolutely. I mean, there, yeah, I, I exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it is really, especially if it's somebody that you admire, like it's a brand that you admire, that you've always kind of used mm-hmm. their product or enjoyed their product or whatever. And then them getting to, you know, reach out to you and like, you know, work with you and, and, and then tell you, we love your, we love your work. Like we love working with you. That to me is so satisfying and so validating, you know, because you're like, I've been over here crushing on your brand forever. And the fact that you're crushing on me now is like so beautiful. It's like a mutual love affair. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. My, just for the record, my first photo shoot was $75. So I love it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm making money. Like, yeah. like, like it's that first high of like, I'm being paid for like my art. And that's so it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like I love this. Like yeah. here's why I'm in this industry. But then, but then like if the goal is to go full time is the goal to make a living mm-hmm. that that's not practical. Long term, yeah. you know, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's just, no, but like that first sale and that first shoot is just like, it's, I just laugh and like how much that I have like learned and evolved from, from that moment. It's just oh, fascinating. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember my my very first high ticket client, the first client that actually paid me what I was like asking for. And mm-hmm. and uh the second they paid me God, how much was it? They paid me like fifteen hundred dollars or something. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> I was like, you know, and I remember yeah, me. Like tell me. And I I remember sending the quote out to them. And being so nervous, I was like shaking and I like sent it out to them. I was like, oh my God, okay, it's out in the universe. Like they're either like the worst they can say is no, you know, like all this stuff. And then they came back within 10 minutes. They were like, they sent it back, contract signed, quote, like accepted. And I was like, are you serious? It was that easy. Like, (laughs) Whereas like all these other clients before them were were, totally would have paid, you know, that rate had I like asked it of them, but I just, I didn't have the confidence in myself to like send that quote out. And yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean that high, there's really nothing like it to, to know that a client that you love and admire is paying you what, what you're worth is, oh my gosh, like so validating and just, you know, that's, I, yeah, there's nothing like it. So wonderful. I love it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, okay. So that's awesome. So today we're going to be talking about content marketing and photography. I love um, it. which I think maybe that, that term can be a little confusing for people. Um, so could you give us like a broad definition of what content marketing, content photography, what, what those things are? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a topic that's very broad as you're saying, right? Because it encompasses everything content. So that, so that can be photo, um, video work, long form or short form. It can be graphic design. It can be a live stream. I mean, anything that, that is content based that you are using to target your audience, that's sort of under that umbrella of content, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, kind of continuing that, that thought, what would make a content photographer or a content like blogger like you were previously, what makes you different from say like an influencer? Yeah. So those two worlds are not the same by any means. That's the sense that like when we talk about like, like influencer marketing, that is really you, you as a brand are saying, Hey, 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 you over there, Susie, we like you. We, you have a following. We're, we're going to pay you with wine plus other things. And we want you, you to just promote us on your own channels mm-hmm. where like they're becoming a brand ambassador. Right. And the one thing I'll say is that like, yes, you, you, you're able to manage that content, but you don't own that content. Mm-hmm. And, and he or she, or they are going to create con- content for their own feed that fits into their market yeah. with your brand surrounding that. Right. Um, and then whenever we discuss con- content photography or content film work, that's that is owned media where you own that, where you have yeah. full control over the look, the feel, the subject matter, the talent involved, a location. You you have full say of saying, I want it shot here. Here's where it's here. Here's where like it'll end up. You know, and rights too. You have the rights with influencer marketing. Uh, you're able to reshare on your feed um, mm-hmm. depending on what the contract. It is and says, um, but 
a lot of the time, anything, if you want to run any ads on social, if you want to post it on your own site, there's more payout involved. Right. And at that price point, it's almost like, well, we'll just hire it in ourselves. You know, yeah. we'll hire out. Um, and so with content, at least like hiring out anybody to do the photo, the photo, the photo and film work, mm-hmm. you, you own that right to yeah. post it on your ad strategy, your email blast, uh, your social, your site. Your site. It, it can live anywhere because it's your own content. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, okay. Well, so then again, on that same vein, um, when you're, this is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, I would love for you to make the case for professional photography. Why why should a brand hire a professional photographer rather than like hiring? I mean, you know, you, you sort of already talked about why, you know, the differences between a, a photographer and a, uh, an influencer. But why would we want to like hire a professional photographer rather than, you know, just doing it in-house, you know, with, with yeah. your iPhone or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. So this answer. So um, I worked in hotels most of my of my of my career, from uh, the sales side to advertising side. I've worked with hotel um, like ownerships, leaders in the ho- the hotel. So I've had this talk plenty of times. So I have the answer to this. <laughs> yes, and really, it comes down to quality, mm-hmm. right? Quality and the ease of the process, meaning, so when I say quality, you know, you, you get what you pay for. And I always say, you know, you can't get, get, get the Waldorf Astoria experience paying a motel six price. Yeah. You know, you're not going to no, you know, because, because why are you paying for that elevated experience? Because it's an elevated experience. You, 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 you know, I have a colleague in the industry who, he shared a quote a while back, back, and it was, "You're not, you're, you're not paying for me, me, me as a photographer. You are paying me for for my experience." Yeah, and I think that is so true because you're not just paying for, you know. I've had hotels, you know, leadership teams tell me, oh, well, my my cousin or my uncle has like, you know, a nice camera and he's good. I'm like, <laughs> okay. That's fine. I don't know him or her, yeah. but you know the issue with that is that you're you're hiring, you know, you want to hire in a person who understands your needs yeah. and is able to say, okay, here here are the steps it'll take to make a good end product. Mm-hmm. Because because if you hire in your your cousin Sue who mm-hmm. who isn't a professional, you're going to get a a lower quality product than if you're hiring in you or I or anyone else who is an expert in their field, who is able to say, okay, here is, here, here, here is the process. Here is the mood board, the shot list, uh, the planning. You, you're paying for that level of care and expertise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And two, and two on that same point, you know, the end result is you want a quality product yeah. and you have to sell it. Right, so when hotel tell tell say, well, why am I paying X amount 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 for all these photos? Because you're going to use these in sales flyers, yeah, on every site, mm-hmm. every advertisement. Your sales teams will use this to book 
thousand dollar room nights. They'll use them to book event spaces. You know, you're using these to sell. And we as human beings love thing things that look pretty. Yeah. And and invoke an emotion. Mm-hmm. And you want to hire anyone who is able to invoke that pro quality mm-hmm. with a narrative behind it. And yeah. you're not going to get that narrative well by hiring out cheap. Yeah. Um, of course, I say all this understanding that not, but not, but not every place is able to afford that. Yeah. Right. And that's what, and there's other ways, ways, ways around it. Right. But the question is, should I hire a pro? If I have the funds to, should I hire, you know, a pro or not? Mm-hmm. You should really be hiring a pro. Yeah. Uh, just because the quality is going, going to just be there. It just is. Yeah. And, the, and like the end result will be so much, so much more an, an evergreen. You'll spend more trying to hire in cheap, cheap shooter shooters that don't, that don't, that don't really provide the most highest of quality. You'll spend yeah. more, 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 more time, time and funds there trying to get the right shot. Mm-hmm. Than hiring one one guy or gal at a higher rate to shoot it, which it'll be done right the first time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of, everything you just said is so true, and it's just if you you get what you pay for essentially, mm-hmm. and if you aren't um, hiring a professional, you know, be, like when you have the funds to do so, then mm-hmm. you're really just going to be wasting your time. Anyone like, I mean, my, usually my argument with the, oh, my cousin has a nice camera, you know, and they can take photos. I'm like, well, you know, exactly like you said, I don't know your cousin. I don't know who, who they are. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, maybe they are a good photographer and you, if you just like bring in your cousin and they do a good job, then that's great. But Mm -hmm. the difference between a professional photographer and an amateur photographer is not their equipment. It's, how it's their experience. Exactly. Like you said, it's, you know, it's their ability to see the light and the lines and turn that into a story rather Mm -hmm. than just, you know, anyone can snap a a decent photo, but it's the pulling the emotions out of that image and really pulling your audience into that image as well. That's, that's a whole other skill that, a lot of amateur photographers don't have. I didn't have that when I first started. I didn't Absolutely know. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. You learn that skill over time, right? Yeah. Like, like no one just starts out saying, I, I'm able to shoot at a pro quality and level because no one's doing that. Because that is impossible because it's an art form. And, yeah. And with any sort of art medium, it takes time, it takes energy, and it takes effort. And yeah. it just takes doing it over and over and over again until, until, until you have a look and feel that feels right. That, that is elevating not only your style, but, but, but any brand that you work with style. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and then my argument too, that just while we're on this subject (laughs) is like, you know, between the, Oh, you know, your camera, when people tell me, oh, your camera is really good. It looks really expensive. I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, like. I love this argument. I, I love this. I, I've had, like, I can't tell, tell, tell you the number of folks who have said, oh, oh, your photos are only good because of like, of like the camera choice. Yeah. I, I don't think the camera, so I'll answer this by saying 
Uh, the camera does not make the artist. Exactly. I have colleagues and friends who only shoot iPhone who are shooting incredible work, like yeah. work above any other pro I've ever seen. And and on the other hand, I've seen folks who are pros who who have bought every gear, every lens, every body, and their photos are subpar. Yeah. And it's like, to me, I personally don't care like what, what camera you're shooting with. I think it's yeah. irrelevant. And most clients don't care and they yeah. won't know. Like they don't know if, if you're shooting on a Canon, a Sony, a Nikon. Yeah. They don't know and they don't care. Yeah. You know, that's not really what they're paying for. They're paying for the final image. Exactly. And I care more about like if a photographer is able to capture a feeling yeah. and they're able to make me stop and be like, oh, whoa, like that's beautiful. Like I wanted to just like stare at this image because there is something happening here. Um. And so I think having having the newest gear or having the prettiest camera will help you absolutely. You know, technology is changing weekly, daily, <laughs> you know, and so it's good to be still abreast of what, you know, the trends are in terms of camera gear, technology, all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, it's still a photo at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and like, regardless if you're shooting on film, if you're shooting um Canon glass, Sony glass, whatever you're shooting, it's it's about the quality of the image and the narrative you're trying to tell. That's that outweighs any sort of gear you're using because I think I find that there's some folks. It's a small amount, but some folks really care about the gear. Like if you're yeah. not shooting, you know, Sony, that you're not a real a real shooter. I've seen, you know, like you've yeah. seen in like. Uh, the groups online and like folk, folk, folks will just go in on each other. Like if you don't shoot Canon, that you're not a real photographer. I'm like, that's what, what are we arguing about? Yeah. Why, like, why is this been happening? Yeah. And then there's me saying it, like, it doesn't matter. Like it, yeah. it just doesn't matter. And I think just because he or she has a nice camera mm-hmm. doesn't like, that's irrelevant to me. Like it's yeah. about, about the body of work. Yeah, and if you have an iPhone and you're taking beautiful images that tell a narrative that that speak to your to your to your brand ethos, I think that's more important than having a camera that is so expensive and has all the fancy lighting and gear. I mean, I have a colleague of mine who like is fantastic, and yeah. I don't think and like she's never shot with like any like flash or anything. She's yeah solely sunlight Mm -hmm. and and what she's able to create it's like pure magic and i'm like she is you know like she is shooting for world-renowned brands and she has no external lighting like it's literally just 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 the sun and a dream yeah and i think that is so cool and like however you make your art it's it's about creating quality product yeah. and less about the tools you're using most of the time. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And and that's exactly, you just hit the nail on the head is that these, you know, cameras are, it's just a tool, you know, like, uh-huh. like a, uh, you know, again, the, the analogy that I use when I'm explaining this to, to the wineries is like, you know, you can be the like worst winemaker in the world and, no matter how good your equipment is, no matter how good your fruit is, you're probably going to make a shit wine if you're a shit winemaker. Like, you know, but if you are, if you know the land 
Um, and you know, the, again, that like that, those tools, having good tools helps. It totally yes. does. Um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, a good winemaker can, can really pull the best out of even the worst fruit, you know? Um, of course it's always better. Like, you know, you can't make, they say that you can't make good wine without good fruit, but you know, a good winemaker is going to do a better job because you can make, right. you can make shit wine from a mate, like the best, most expensive fruit in the world. If you don't know how to make wine, if you don't know how to do it, then you are going to make a crappy product. Like you're going to make a crappy wine. So, and that's, and this is the same thing with photographers. It's like, if you, you know, you could have the best, most expensive camera in the world. And if you don't know how to use it, your photos are going to suck like just yes. purely. So it's just a tool. <laughs> Preach. Hands. Yes. You're getting to these hot takes early. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, oh gosh. Yeah. Everything you said, it's, that's exactly right. And and you can, it's, it's about knowing how to use what you've, you've been given to make the best art you possibly can. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, I think maybe the, the difference between like an amateur photographer or a hobbyist and, right. you know, um, a professional photographer who's spent years developing their craft, you know? Right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so what can clients expect when working with a content photographer like yourself? Um, what does your client process look like? Cause I'm sure it's different yeah. from mine, but for me, it's always the same in terms of how I appro- approach the steps. And so I will lay out here, here's the pre-shoot meetings. And so I will probably have roughly two or three before, before shoot day. Mm-hmm. And that can be a, you know, the shoot day is w- w- one day or three days, like three, yeah. three plus days. Um, I think the longest I've ever had was about a five day shoot. Mm. And that, that, that was it. And that was spread over a month's time, but yeah. like five days in total, it was just a crazy amount of shooting. Yeah. Um, but you know, like what to expect, you know, and why you're hiring a pro is that you are paying for that, on uh, that tender love, love and care, right? Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're paying for he or she to be, to lead you through, through every step of the process. So, um, as I shared before the pre, the pre-shoot meetings, uh, I have, I have a spreadsheet of everything that that uh, on the go that goes through the time, the model talent we're hiring, um, the stylist we're hiring, our locations, the mood board, the shot list, mm-hmm. um, the products. There are food pairings if there are any food food pairings. If it's an F and B outlet, um, the, the items of we're shooting, the chefs we're shooting, all that stuff. And so it really all just kind of just depends on what the client needs are, but that's pretty much an overview of just, just like the pre-planning and Mm -hmm. through those calls, like we walk through everything and I'm asking them things about like locations and about um, the product pairings. If we want to do this or a shot here, you know, and so you are paying for that time preparing. Yeah. And then they, um, you are, you are, you are paying for he or she to show up, and have have like a checklist of things. It's like, okay, I need to shoot this here. We're going to do this here. You know, you're organizing uh, the model talent if you're hiring a talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're organizing the stylist if it's food. Um, and so you are you not only are shooting food, but you're also directing the the whole process, right? Yeah. So 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 you wear so you'll wear a lot of hats mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
And then post, like it's the hours editing, yeah. like, it's the hours crafting those images in that time to to make images that that have a feeling that that once they're shared over, you're like, oh, we hired the right person because these images are beautiful. Like, yeah, that that is why you know. And so, really, again, like what like what to kind to kind of expect, you know. I love clients that are able to share ideas and be like, you know, if you know. I have clients who, who may feel scared or not sure to like say, Hey, like I have an idea of deal, deal for this. Mm-hmm. Can we try it? You know, yeah. I love shoots where I feel like everyone is collaborating and they're sharing their ideas. And like when like the talent's involved, if they're sharing ideas, it just becomes a fun process. So don't be afraid to kind of just share ideas and, you know, if you have thoughts, share them. Um, and that same breath, you don't want to share anything that will, De- derail the process yeah and knowing that like my style style of shooting you know where we have 10 or 12 products and there are pairings for each and there there are, there are location pairings for each mm-hmm. approaching me and saying hey i want to do a scene like this when it's like i want to do a scene in like a forest and it's like we're at the beach like yeah. that's you know like that's like that's derailing yeah like, that's like <laughs> and anyone good will tell you no at that point yeah or just like no it's not possible you know yeah. if if we're in the pre-shoot process the pre-planning and you're like hey like i wouldn't do some shots here mm-hmm. okay perfect. that's that's 100 easier right yeah uh, but just knowing that throw, throwing a wrench in the works may not it may not be as helpful yeah it's distracting <laughs> from, <laughs> my, from, my, from the final outcome um but i mean most clients understand that and most clients are if you tell them here, here's the roadmap that you have, that you have approved, provided for us. Yeah. Here's the shot list. Here, here are the locations. Here's what we're trying to capture. Mm-hmm. They're, it'll be fine, and yeah. they're happy to be a part of it to see the images, approve the images, and it can be a really fun time. I know I've had shoots where like the clients on set, uh, the stylists are there, the models are there, and it's just like fun, and you, yeah. and, and you. And like when everything just clicks and works, like, like like it can be a really stressful time, but it's also really fun. But it come, but because of that, there's planning, and so 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 it's able to be fun when the person that you're hiring is planning really well. It's all about the planning. Um, I've had colleagues, you know, like young folks in the industry asking me, like, oh, like how have you started? And like, what's a secret to shooting and your style of work? And like the see the secret is plan. Yeah. But, oh, Overplan, 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 I can promise you, because you want to be able to have a plan A, B, and C, D, E, F, G. Like, like you want to be able to plan because there's moments where, like, things won't work out. Yeah. If you're outside and it's pouring da- down rain and you need outside shots, you, you'll you have to kind of regroup and rethink. You know, you'll have to plan around that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to hire anyone who who is able to think through those things is yeah. – you're, you're, you're paying again for that level of expertise and care, right? Like yeah. that's what, that's what you're paying for. You know, the images themselves, you're paying for the images, but you're paying for that care that comes from mm-hmm. an entity knowing like what he or she or they are up to. Yeah. Often with, with my clients, they don't really know what they need when they come to me. They're like, we know we need photos, and we have a general idea of like, okay, we need some photos of our winemaker. We need some photos of our wine, you know, of our product. Um, 
lifestyle style, you know, but we don't know what that looks like. How would you guide someone like that to their shot list? So I think it helps too that like, you know, like you are an expert in winemaking, like, Mm -hmm. like you, you are an expert in this field. So when anyone approaches you in wine asking you, Hey, like, what do I even include in a shot shot list? You are able to say, Oh, like, like I would include this and this and this and this because you've done it enough. Yeah. You know, you know, like, like you have, like, because you are an expert in this industry, mm-hmm. you're able to know like on the opposite end, uh, the customer knowing that like, okay, here are images that you'll want and need. Right. Yeah. So when I'm shooting for the say, say, say like, you know, a cafe F and B outlet, what have you, mm-hmm. um, I know from being in the hospitality industry of kind of what shots they need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chef shots, if they need spaces, I'm asking them about like food shots and the number of food shots and where are they going? Is it for like a press release? I had a call actually last week with 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 a place here in Chicago and I was asking them about, you know, do you need chef photos? And they're like, oh, probably not. I'm like, oh, well, do you have some for... And like you know, press, presses and for mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know your 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 site or for social, and they're like, oh, oh no, we don't. We probably need all that. Yeah, and like it's it's educating the client. Yeah, and and be like, here's what I would do. Like just base of what you're telling me in terms of items you will one shot, products you will one shot. Here's a good shot list to have. Yeah, I find it's easier to build out a mood board where it's like here are like. 25 30 images of content that we're able to capture that that kind of evokes what you're trying trying to get at from there most clients they they like seeing so being able to say okay i like the look of this you know that makes sense to me so let's let's do that and so from there i'm able to say okay if you like these images i'll build out a mood a shot list from that yeah they're able to really connect the dots between seeing to actually the shot list itself for sure. And I find that that's an easier approach because I mean, most folks don't know. I mean, like they, they don't make a shot list every day, so they don't know. And if their role is selling wine, maybe they, they're like, I don't know, just like shoot to shoot wine images. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's really up to us to educate the client and say, okay, if your goal is to, if I'm shooting a campaign for a holiday, mm-hmm. um, we 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 want to really do X Y Z because I know you want to do do ads on social. You want you want to do an email blast. Here's where the, those images can can actually live for sure. Yeah, I think in the wine industry, it's it's really important that we move away from what a lot of people like to call quote bottle porn, <laughs> uh-huh. um, which is just like a ton of bottle shots just staged in like kind of like a lifestyle manner. How would you suggest as someone who's kind of outside of the the wine industry uh, and has a fresh perspective of this, mm-hmm. how would you say wineries can show off their wine without, you know, straying too much into that bottle porn territory? <laughs> you know, it's all about narrative, especially on social. Mm-hmm. It's all about, or just through branding as a whole, you know, we are telling a narrative and regardless if it's on your website, your blog, um, your, your Instagram, your email, you are wanting to tell a narrative that, uh, that leads to an end result. 
And of course, the end, the end, the end result is a sale. Yeah. You really want content that engages enough where you're able to, to really hone into that and drive that user uh, to a sale. Yeah. Most of your, your, your clients you work with are smaller wineries, right? And so they have a beautiful opportunity to show their brand and show who they are, their journey in a way that is so unique and interesting and create a feeling, you know, brands that create, create a feeling sell very well. Yeah. Right. Because, Because we as, because we as human beings like things, things that look pretty and have a narrative that have yeah. some, something that we're able to, uh, to attach ourselves to. Yeah. And these brands have such a wonderful opportunity to do that through their various content that, yeah. that, that being um, photo film work, if that's, you know, live stories, if it's email blast, if it's a blog post, I mean, there's so many mediums to choose from mm-hmm. um, that, but it helps you define your brand's narrative and helps you push, push the, uh, the guests to an end result, mm-hmm. you know, to, to some action, right? If that is um, signing up for an email newsletter, if that is buying a bottle of wine, if that's go- going on a tour, if that's going to a tasting, whatever the end goal is, mm-hmm. you want to curate, create content and experience that hones into that ethos of that, yeah. that brand feeling. Because when there's a brand feeling, the buyer will buy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just like, you know, my, my favorite uh, teacher uh, he doesn't know he's my mentor, but as he, uh, Donald Miller likes to say, <laughs> um, you know, people don't buy products, they buy solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. And part of the solution that, that wineries are having is people want to know that they're drinking good wine. And mm-hmm. how do they know that the wine that they're drinking is good? Like, how do they know that your wine is good? Well, they learn your story. They see that you've been making wine for X many years or that you have a unique approach to making your wine that's different from, you know, your neighbor down the road who makes the same varieties as you. Like, mm-hmm. and and really, you know, we can't convey that with bottle shots. Like, right. we just can't. Like, you know, like, yes, your label is beautiful, but I have no, like, I have no emotional attachment to this label. Mm -hmm. I do have an emotional attachment to the hands that create, that helped bring this bottle into life. You know, I have this, you know, I have an emotional connection to the, the tasting room attendant who is working their way through college. You know, like I have an emotional attachment to the, the, the winemaker who is, you know, has like, three kids at home and is, Mm -hmm. you know, making wine because it lights them up and makes them happy. Like I don't have emotional attachment to this bottle. I have an emotional attachment to the people. And so, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying is like, you know, really just trying to bring out the narrative, bring out the story behind what it takes to make that bottle and finding Mm -hmm. a way to show that visually is, is really, um, really important. So I love that. Mm -hmm. What are some trends right now in like food, the food photography world? What are some trends that are really popular or maybe things that we should be paying attention to and maybe that we can kind of pull into the wine industry? Yeah, absolutely. So from a broad standpoint, um, short form content, yeah. that, that is quickly becoming king. Mm-hmm. Um, so TikTok style reels, like 
the amount of organic reach on Reels right now, mm-hmm. as it stands, is astronomical. Like yeah. it's even more. I would even say it's more now than like pre twenty fourteen Instagram. Yeah, where like you were able to like the organic reach of just hashtags alone was astronomical. Yeah, and we are seeing that now through Reels, and I think while Reels is a scary thing for I think mm-hmm. s- some brands to understand and like hone into of like well reels are obviously here but like what do I create there's there's so many opportunities I think to create again a narrative you know to yeah. really show like a behind the scenes almost like a raw look at who we are like what like what like what how we make our quality of product mm-hmm. the history behind it like you really can do so much and create this beautiful narrative behind your brand that you or I are able to just watch and just like dive into so fast and so instantaneous. Yes. I mean, there's so many, like, like there, like there, there's brands on TikTok and on Instagram that I've found solely through reels or yeah. through uh, their TikToks. And it's just like, it's so like, it's so easy to get hooked so fast and then just dive into their brand. And so uh, there's small, there's small, there's small creators on there who I think are doing such a good job of, honing into that small, the small brand, you know, handmade narrative of like, you know, here's our brand, here's how I started and here's why you should care. And I think that sort of equation is really important when, when we are trying to help folks create reels or, or really create that short form content. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much, Nathaniel. Um, I really appreciate you taking your time out of out of your Saturday to talk with me. Of course. Is there anything that you've got anything exciting? I mean, you said you mentioned that you are just about to go freelance as of this conversation. And by yes. the time this is released, you'll you'll be, you know, a free agent. Uh, what what would you like to promote? Is there anything that you want to how can people get in con- contact with you? How can they connect with you? And and most importantly, how can they hire you? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Captures by TK Co. Um, but there's things, there's things, there's things in the work now that I'll be full time. Um, I want to mm-hmm. do more, more, more stuff and take on more projects. But right now, that is just client work. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's so exciting. Um, and I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate again appreciating you taking the time out of your Saturday to talk with me yes. and. Um, enlighten me on your process. Uh, it's really, really wonderful. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and, and become friends. And <laughs> Yes, of course. No, well, thank you. It's been so much fun for sure to um, connect and talk talk with you. Like I could discuss this for hours. So <laughs> this is just like so fun and just so fascinating. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Craft and Cluster podcast. If you found this show super valuable, please rate and review it and spread the love by screenshotting, sharing, and tagging at Craft and Cluster on Instagram. And to make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. I'll see you next Monday. Bye. Hey there, you just listened to the Craft and Cluster podcast, a production of Craft and Cluster owned exclusively by me, Heather Danitz. The opinions and statements in this show are those of me 
and any guests that appeared on the Craft and Cluster podcast and are for entertainment purposes only. I cannot guarantee any particular result or return on investment based on any statement from this show. But what I can guarantee is my extreme psychitude that you are still listening to this, even though the episode has ended and this is clearly a disclaimer. You are super dedicated. I like that about you.